Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630, WLAP, the home of the cats, right here in Lexington. And I'm Kyle Tucker of The Athletic, and together, Curtis and I are here every day, Monday through Friday, talking the cats. If it is a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, you can hear it right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. This edition of the show is brought to you by Skyline Chili. We'll tell you a little bit more about them in a bit. Uh, on the show today, we are going to talk about Kentucky's defense improve, improving. Kyle has a piece coming out on The Athletic. It's probably out already as you're listening to this about how Kentucky's taken some step forwards. We also got to wrap up a few things from last night's game against Mississippi State, including John Calipari's shoes and something interesting that was on the big screen in the middle of the screen. And then we'll, we'll do some fan feedback today because I got a couple interesting messages. Uh, but let's start with uh, your piece that... Uh, we're recording at your house today, and you were working yep. on <laughs> right feverishly. Right you walked in the door. Yeah. Because yeah, um, I, I my first question is that we didn't talk a ton about the defense that Kentucky's been able to improve on. Um, the question is this. Is the defense, specifically against the three-pointers, is it better, or are they just playing teams that are worse at shooting threes? A little bit of both, but, I mean, they contested everything last night, most everything. I mean, Mississippi State did miss some open shots early, but then they were taking, like, bizarrely – yeah, contested deep shots, but also that tells you something. That Kentucky's out on them. You know, I think they expected a barrage, and they were out on them. Um, yeah, that has improved. Defensive defense in general has improved. They're blocking more shots. Um, you know, a bunch of different guys blocking shots. Uh, PJ Washington, I mean, that tied a career high with his four uh, block shots. Um, but you know, one of the things I wrote about Kansas is obviously up next, um, and yeah. I I think basically what I wrote at the top was like once Duke smashed Kentucky in the opener by 36 points when everyone thought Kentucky was actually going to win that game based on its experience. Um, once that happened, Duke was going to be a part of Kentucky's story for the rest of the season, no mm-hmm. matter what, for better or worse. And initially it looked like worse because I think it, it looked like that game broke them confidence wise. But now I think it's for the better because they've incrementally gotten better, and what's happened is they've gotten into these marquee games, and they I think they get up for them. They like when they get a chance to be on the big stage again against a name opponent or a ranked opponent, they want to drop the hammer. They want to play well. They want to prove we're up to that because I think they were so embarrassed by what happened. I mean the North Carolina game uh, at Louisville, at Auburn. If you want to throw last night in, it was a ranked team to win by 22. In the in the four, they've they've now they're now four and zero against the current AP top 25 since that Duke game. Um, number 11 North Carolina, number 23 Louisville, number 16 Auburn, number 22 Mississippi State. Um, so that's and that's the crazy thing about that. That's two road wins in a neutral site. Right, three of the four away from home. Um, but in those games, now I got to find this stinking stat. Oh. In those games, they had lar- the largest lead, respectively, in each of those games, 12 points, 16 points, 17 points, and 21 points. And their average time leading those opponents is 36 of 40 minutes in those four games. Four top 25 teams, they've led by an av- for an average of 36 minutes per game. So they've controlled basically start to finish all four games they've played against ranked teams since Duke. 
I think, I mean, I, you know, I think they get up for it. And, and I got some time uh, alone with uh, Ashton Hagens last night after uh, a lot of people, everybody kind of walked away. And I, I brought that point up to him. It's, it feels like you guys are trying to prove something every time you're in the spotlight again. He said, that's true. Um, he said, in practice, intensity is up. Every player is into it. At the beginning of the year, we were into it, but not into it like this. And he said, we keep, we're just trying to get better so that we can become the team that everybody's looking out for. Yeah. Um, the team, like, they want to they be what people thought they were. And they, think, they still think they are that team. Um, and I think they've finally been able to shake off, I think probably long ago, shook off whatever Duke did to their confidence. And so now it's just all chip on the shoulder stuff. And I, you know, I have a line in here. I said, um, let's see, I'm trying to find it. Um, that while they robbed Kentucky of their early sort of self assuredness, they also gave them a gift that is so precious in sports that the dynasty new England Patriots manufactured it before the playoffs, which is the idea that a team with a championship level roster is the underdog. Yeah. Cause when you have, and when even with Quad A Green gone, they have seven former five star recruits. When you have that kind of talent, and then you convince those guys that people think they stink, and they have something to prove, I think that's very valuable. Yeah. And it's certainly a motivator for John Calipari well, every day in practice. Like it's not just like on game day; it's at practice. It's like over the last two and a half months, Calipari, if he wants to, and I'm sure he has, can push that button. Like Duke wore you out, and individuals. This dude wore you out. Well, hey, PJ, did you come back to be a pro or not? Like, you didn't look like it against Duke. You know, you if you can push that button with a guy as talented as him and a team as talented as this, I think it's valuable. And I, I, I think that that Duke game went from me questioning whether it broke them permanently to now I think it's the thing that sort of that, that they they have in the back of their minds. Like, let's get back. Let's get to the Final Four and prove we're, we're that team. Well, and the the thing that I'm remembering back to is the the title team and the whole storyline about the Indiana shot being replayed on ESPN constantly. Yeah, they and they, and obviously these guys. What are, if they turn on the TV? It's the ESPN or some sports network, and all the coverage, Duke. rightfully so. Yeah, and I'm not right. I'm not ever. Some people are like, Why are you but it is rightfully so because it's what everybody wants to watch and talk about. Because Zion like, yeah. is is a phenom, so yeah. you're not getting away your, from that. Yeah, it is really similar in that way. It wasn't. Yeah, it's completely different. Like, it wasn't, but but well, but like the buzzer beaters like bothered them because it was the only loss yeah. they had the whole year. Mm-hmm. And again, I say if they didn't lose that game, they go undefeated because I don't think they would have yeah. let themselves lose the, the SEC title. I don't think Cal would have because I'm not sure Cal didn't want in a way want to lose. He didn't throw it, but I don't think he was. Uh, I don't was, think he went. I don't think he pulled out all the stops. Well, it's one uh, of those to things. Beat Vanderbilt. When a player says, "Hey, coach," and you know he's used this as a great example with Kid Gilchrist, right. you need to start Darius Miller. Like, the, okay, fine. Yeah, sure. Why not? We, yeah. he, I don't he, care if we yeah, win this, and it'd probably be good if you're pissed off. Yeah. and nobody was madder than Michael Kid Gilchrist that they yeah. lost that game. But, um, but yeah, in, in a similar way, yeah, Duke is like in their face. Not it's in, in everyone's face, but. Everyone didn't get beat by 36 against yeah, Duke. Uh, well, a lot and, of teams you know, have. And other, you know, but, <laughs> but, but then other teams have, have beaten them. You know, they're yeah. not, they, have, they have now been proven to be not infallible, not this immovable object. Um, and so, you know, I, I think that's really interesting. And so now here we are. They're 4-0 against ranked teams, currently ranked teams since Duke. And this is the biggest one yet. 
and yeah. you get them at home. Kansas comes in here, they're number nine. They've wavered a little bit. They, you know, they lost as a buki, but like, I mean, I don't think I even realized this till I started looking at it. Kansas's resume is ridiculous. Now they have three losses, and they're all away from home, and that is in Kentucky's favor, and they're all fairly recent. But their resume includes wins over of the current rankings: number one Tennessee, number six Michigan State, number twelve Marquette, number eighteen Villanova, and number twenty-four Iowa State. I mean, that is very impressive. Very much so. But, you know, three top twelve teams and five top twenty-five teams, including you know, and if you look at that, you can make an argument. They've beaten the best team in the SEC, Tennessee, the best team in the Big Ten, Michigan State, mm-hmm. arguably, or Michigan, but they're right there. Probably the best team in the Big East. I mean, it's impressive. They're, that's like not nobody's done that. Yeah. Now their teams have done less than that, but have fewer losses, and so they're uh, ranked higher. But uh, Kansas is formidable. Um, you know, they're getting a ton. Uh, from the Memphis transfer, we can talk. More yeah, we'll, we'll talk about him and break down the game a little bit more on the next edition of the podcast. So stay tuned uh, for the next one. And coming up next, we are going to get that final note about John Calipari's shoes because <laughs> Kyle and I are kind of the opposite of sneakerheads, I think. But before that, I do want to sneakerhead. I love Snickers. I have a whole closet full of Snickers. Not so much sneakers. <laughs> Before we get to that, let me tell you real quick about Skyline Chili. When it's cold, one of the best things to warm me up is a visit to Skyline Chili. This time of year, I like to add a little extra heat with Skyline's Habanero Cheese. It's a special blend of cheddar and habanero cheese that you can only get at Skyline. Coney's with steamed buns and hot chili topped with habanero cheese, or a three-way with a big pile of habanero cheese. Uh, talk about delicious, man, Kyle. When we went over there the other day to record, just seeing those mounds of cheese goes by. Uh, it's a I beautiful love cheese. sight. My favorite thing in the world. We crushed it as soon as we finished recording. And the best thing about the habanero cheese, you can get it on anything you like at Skyline. If you're a real heat seeker, you can even add a few drops of Skyline's hot sauce. Skyline habanero cheese is a great way to turn up the heat during the winter months. I'm getting hungry just talking about it. It's feeling like a great day for a trip to the Lexington Skyline Chili over on Richmond Road across from the Krispy Kreme. Maybe we'll see you there. Feeling good. It's Skyline time. This is Locked On Kentucky, your team every day. John Calipari had, and I wrote it down so I wouldn't get it wrong, the Drake OVO Air Jordan 8 Calipari Pack. Shoes on, signed. That's a lot of words. Signed by he and Drake, I'm guessing. One on each shoe. Is that what uh, it looked like to me? I'm not 100% sure. And Kyle, according to your intel, they'll probably fetch thirty to $40,000. Yeah, I don't know, but I, I saw something that one of those pairs of those, I guess signed pairs or something, or worn pairs of it has had done some number like that. But uh, Kyle Mann, who's our, our, our sneakerhead buddy, I, he, I, it was hard, it's hard to exactly nail down, like, because if they're going to get auctioned off and it's for charity and Cal Warman signed them, they could go for like a huge number. But he mm-hmm. said even if you were like retailing those signed, it would be in the several thousands. Yeah. Regardless, ridiculous, just a, an absurd amount of money for some tennis shoes. Yeah. Well, but yeah. I guess a pretty cool collector's item if you're like one into sneakers and two a big Kentucky fan. Why are you texting right now during the show? trying to text about your gap <laughs> and you typed me in uh instead of instead of making fun of me in a group 
chat you just texted me kyle so that's that's what kyle does <laughs> we're all not perfect like kyle tucker um but uh the other note when when you're looking at the shoes is i like that calipari is such a creature of habit that he can't even go a full game in the sneakers he has to switch back at halftime to his regular dress shoes is that what he did you didn't notice that everybody was talking about that yeah he did they're supposed to wear sneakers for the whole game he switched at halftime mm, what a bum and is, what is that is that coaches versus cancer is that right yeah so so those will be those will be auctioned off so it's a, it's a great charity but with with calipari it's always kind of funny and per usual uh his daughters were making fun of him on twitter <laughs> uh saying the, as i pointed out that's where i knew that's why I knew he switched shoes is because I believe it was Aaron tweeted out uh, back to the, I think she said Ferragamos, <laughs> Italian oh, things. Ferragamos are very expensive. Yes. Now that I know that's what he's wearing. Uh, and and so uh, that, and then they also said, were like asking if he signed his own shoe, who does that? Is it just to make sure that he didn't lose it in the locker room? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, probably so. Uh, so yeah he probably wrote right and left on <laughs> yeah just to make sure um the other note that i have to mention it's really important um from rup last night was that there is now a floss cam yes the stupidest dance ever just uh, wait it's all, i only think it's stupid because i can't do it i can't even begin <laughs> conceive of how to make my body do that like it seems simple enough and then you watch a person who doesn't know how to do that dance try to do that dance and it's like one of the most awkward things. It's like Lorraine, I mean Lorraine, Elaine, <laughs> I can't even say the person, Elaine from Seinfeld trying to dance. Yes. I mean, I can't figure, I can't, I can't figure you out ever, how to what, make my body do that. Like, like have you some, seen somebody do it slow? No. Like, yeah, like they but, do but it. But correctly? Yeah. Oh, they no. do it, they try to break it down. I don't know if I saw it on Twitter or what, but. It's like trying to tie a bow tie. I could watch a hundred YouTube videos and still not get it right. Is that why you don't wear bow ties? Oh, I do. I either I usually have the, the guy it, at the suit store uh, tie my uh, pre-tie my bow ties for me. That's, slip them, slip them over. That's big time. That's yep. big time stuff right there. Uh, but yeah, they like they are slow, and then they like speed it up. And I feel like if if they were transported back into the 1600s, they'd be called a witch. And uh, <laughs> Because that dance is weird, Kyle. <laughs> it's really weird. There's a lot of weird dances. Kids love it, These though. These kids. These rascally kids. And then someone pointed out to me. Actually, uh, I got a tweet because I tweeted about it. And someone said to me that the kid that, because I put a little quick video out on Twitter feed. And uh, Jeff Baker tweeted me, this is so amazing because his mom is a dentist. Oh, yeah. You know, it's weird because he has like, doesn't he have like a football player in his profile? Yes. And for a second, I thought that was Jeff Bidette. And so I was like, how does he know who this kid's mom is? Uh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so there's... So a kid doing the floss on the floss cam presented by... Isn't it presented by a dental company? Uh, yeah, I don't think there's... I don't. There's no... It's well, not... Surely they haven't No, it's not. I'm watching the video I posted. There is no presented by in the little well, camera thing. Guys, if, if you're out there and you have a dentist uh, business dentistry business you should advertise with us because kentucky's dropped the ball and is not yeah, sponsoring its floss cam here's what we will do we'll talk about if, flossing if, if, every if you week. are a dentist or orthodontist or any of those kind of mouth doctors i don't know what else you'd be there's like implant i don't know there's a tons of stuff uh kyle will dance the floss if you advertise with us yeah i'll put and out I'll a video <laughs> i'll put out a video of me flossing if you will advertise with us as a dental uh business all right, um, I did want to mention real quick, because I was looking at this this morning, the SEC standings are kind of 
head scratching right now. Kyle. South Carolina, baby. Here are the top four. We're going to torpedo the whole league. Tennessee's one at five and zero. Oh. LSU, as a recording, is four and zero, oh, so they're second. They play Georgia tonight, as a recording on Wednesday afternoon. Kentucky is five and one, and South Carolina is five and one. I'll go ahead and predict that LSU is going to fall to Georgia because that's what LSU does. Uh, but yeah, I mean, two teams that I think a lot of people would have expected to be there. LSU, some people liked as a dark horse, and then South Carolina was just garbage in the uh, non-conference, and all of a sudden is. Are they good? I mean, yeah, I think they might be. I mean, Frank Frank Martin's a really good coach. Uh, they have a horrible loss. Uh, they lost to a Wyoming team that I think only has three wins all year. Coached by a former Kentucky player. Yeah, uh, but a horrible loss. Um, and that started a four-game losing streak. But to be fair, the games that followed that were at Michigan, UVA, and Clemson. That's a really brutal stretch of non-conference games. I don't know who scheduled that. Uh Frank Martin would probably tell you, you told us to schedule harder for the league, so I did. Um, but now they're on a roll. I mean, they won their first, what, four league games, lost at LSU, and then came back and, and beat, upset Auburn. Uh, Auburn with the hangover yeah. from Kentucky, losing to South Carolina. But, I mean, since that four-game losing streak, they have a win against – I don't know what NG is. Who is NG? Anyway, then they started conference play. They won at Florida. They beat ranked Mississippi State. Had a game against Missouri postponed. Oh, I guess they ended up playing that game. Yeah, they played it the next uh, day. At Vanderbilt won. Lost at LSU. Kind of got turfed. Um, and then beat ranked Auburn. So Yeah, that was the thing. Everybody, after that LSU loss, everybody said, well, South Carolina's done now. And then they come back and they beat Auburn. The North Greenville Crusaders there is a team that, can, that South Carolina beat by 51 points. Oh, there you go. To start their uh, hot streak. The other two teams I wanted to mention in the standings, let me count down. So, one, two, five, six, seven, eighth. Tied for eighth place in the SEC right now are two ranked teams, Mississippi State and Auburn. <laughs> They're both two and three in conference, below 500 in conference play. Yep. How about that? But they did, you know, they did work in the in the non-conference. Yeah, that's... Um, so, you know, the league's I think what this says is the league is going to be really hard from top to bottom and there're not going to be any nights off. And then you got a team like Ole Miss that nobody expected anything from that is 14 and 4 now and 4 and 2 in the league. Um, you know, Florida's not going to be an easy out for anybody. No. Um, Doesn't the, the the computer still absolutely adore Florida, even though they're eleven and seven yeah, on the it's year? Really weird. They're, uh, they're I mean twenty fifth. They're twenty fifth in Kempom. Yeah, and it was higher. Like it was at one point uh, before they took a couple L's. I think mainly to South Carolina. Like they were in the teens. Yeah, and they had six six losses. It was but the league has uh, ten of the fourteen teams in the league. No, eleven. Eleven of the fourteen teams in the league are top one hundred. That's good for everybody's and, uh, resume. Yeah, resume. And nine, nine of the 14 are top 75. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight top 50. That's good. So, I mean, That's, the, league is, the yeah. league is in a good spot right now. Um, Kentucky, uh, Tennessee's fifth in that in Ken Palm. Kentucky's eighth. Uh, LSU's 23rd. That's going to be a tough game, but it's, Kentucky's we'll lucky to get only one game against them, and we'll, it's at home. We'll see about LSU. We'll we'll find out. I'd uh, like to see what Tom Crean has to do with them. And speaking of Tom Crean, coming up next, I have a kind of a take that 
involves Crean to a certain extent, because I've been seeing a lot of chatter on social media. Then we'll do some some feedback. By the way, we before we do go to that break, we haven't even mentioned. We know Kentucky's playing Kansas, but it's the SEC Big Twelve Challenge. This is a this weekend is where can where the league made some hay last year. They won it for the first time. Uh, I think mm-hmm. won one more game than did the Big Twelve. Um, and so big opportunity. Uh, Kentucky, Kansas, South Carolina, Oklahoma State, Ole Miss, Iowa State. That's a big one. That Iowa State's ranked. Got a, has beaten Kansas already. Uh, a good chance for uh, Ole Miss to get a big win at home. Uh, Florida, TCU, Alabama, Baylor. Um, we'll look at these. Texas A and M, Kansas State. So we'll look at these. As how little... is Tennessee not in this thing? I think they are. No, they're not. They play West Virginia. No, they're playing Vanderbilt. Oh, no, that's Wednesday. Okay, that's their Wednesday game. Sorry. See, I'm not even looking at the schedule in front of well, me. Well, that's Kyle. a good draw because West Virginia stinks. Well, it's based off last year's ranking, so that's there's no perfect way to do that. Anyway, we'll look at those matchups a little bit more and what it could mean for the SEC on the next edition of the show. Uh, coming up next, as I mentioned, a little Indiana talk, just briefly. You are locked on Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. So I've seen these 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 fire takes on the internet about how Indiana is not has not been relevant for decades, Kyle, and how uh, ever UK fans are laughing at them because they lost to Northwestern, and uh, you you follow college basketball, and I I kind of don't understand people like missing the point on something like this because they're like I saw one tweet that said Indiana's like the Nebraska. Uh, in football, they haven't been relevant in 20 years. Somebody says, uh, you know, I don't remember Indiana being relevant because I wasn't alive in the 80s. It's like, that's that's a fun tweet. And I get that you're probably jabbing Indiana fans, but the in the past, I think I looked it up and it was seven years. They won two Big Ten championships during that Cody Zeller and Victor Oladipo year. They were one of the best teams. They were all, a one seed, weren't they? They were a one seed and they were the number one overall team for a long time, like a good stretch during that year. Yep. Um, they went to the Final Four in 2002. That was kind of fluky, but I mean... It still go. stands. It still stands. And they gave Kentucky its only regular season loss in a national title year and then played an epic yes. Sweet 16 game with them. And yes. Then, you know, that's re- – I would say that's pretty relevant. Yes. Um, that's the point I'm getting at. And to make the final their point. their name enough brand that they're still getting five-star recruits well, to go or consider well, going that, there. That, that as well. But the fact that it is a conversation in rival fan bases yeah. means that they still are relevant. And so I just had I to, do think they comically celebrate small achievements. Yes. Like the popcorn boxes for the Watford shot. That like is fun. Five years I'm later fine with and, making, fun of, yeah. making fun of that. Yeah. But to, to just say, oh, Indiana hasn't been relevant in two yeah. decades, that's. That is just well, patently just, That's false. just how rivals talk. It doesn't shock me. But by the way, you, I'm circling back to this Big 12 SEC challenge. I told you we were going to do if that it's on ba- next But if it's, based, if it's based on the, the standings, Auburn and Mississippi State play each other Saturday. They're not in it. I don't know. I don't know how Auburn's not in that. They shared the SEC title last year. I think maybe it's a composite of the past two seasons. I mean, it can't be last season. That's crazy that Auburn's not in the thing. And well, Mississippi State. So two of your ranked teams lose a shot at, at getting – uh, one of those teams. Well, email Sankey. I don't know what else to tell you. Yeah, about. I don't care that much about it. But. Well, 
I actually have never, I mean, I really don't remember exactly what the formula is because I feel like they, they go out of their way when they're not playing each other in the Champions Classic to make sure it's Kentucky, Kentucky and Kansas. Maybe it is. Maybe there is some like mystical computer formula. It's just some guy like, yeah. Let's Whatever Kansas. gets Kentucky, Kansas, that's <laughs> exactly. the formula we're using. All right. Let's wrap today with some feedback we got on the podcast from yesterday. If you haven't listened, you should. I got a text from somebody who I'll leave anonymous, and it just said, your pod title today, shame on you. Kyle doesn't know what I named the podcast last night. (laughs) What is it? The podcast uh, before this one was titled, Does PJ Stand for Pure Jumper? Oh, gosh. (laughs) (laughs) So, thank you for for reading the, the title of the podcasts. I, I put a lot of time and effort into thinking of those. The other one, and this is a lot better, uh, it's from Clay, who tweeted us, listener in San Diego, awesome that we got some some more countrywide, nationwide stuff. Uh, thanks for listening out there on the West Coast. And he said, I come for UK talk for my commute and stay for the over-the-top references. And he's got the gif of uh, Sly Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> the, hat the, thought, the hat backwards. <laughs> See, I'm, see, everybody thinks everybody focuses on the hat backwards, but I wanted to know how to win arm wrestling matches, and so I focused on the thumb wrap when he'd get that thing wrapped around the other guy and lock it in. Yeah, lock, lock it in. That's, that's locked on thumbs. Locked on. <laughs> All right, our, our um, arm wrestling podcast. And finally, we have to wrap up today. Something I promised yesterday and didn't deliver. Kyle, tell the story about how you're, you're really old. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was feeling good about myself. I I had to do some uh, in-between interviews and things. Uh, actually, I guess it was between doing Tom Leach's show Monday and going over to do some interviews. I was killing time at a Panera uh, on Nicholasville Road. And uh, I, when I when I pass by a stranger, if they make eye contact with me, I like just my like nervous tick, I guess, or trying to be friendly. Like I always smile and say hello or mouth hello, like even though I don't know the person. Uh, so this. Uh, like college age girl like made eye contact i said uh hello smiled went and ordered my food went and sat down started working well all of a sudden i felt somebody like standing over me this girl's like at my table and she's like are you dr such and such and i was like no sorry uh she's like oh okay uh you kind of i'm meeting him here you kind of looked like his uh picture and i was like oh okay sorry no problem so at this so point she, you're thinking haha i was like yeah like i look like a doctor a, I like a debonair doctor so and so uh, and I don't know, for whatever reason, that made me feel like it was like a boost to my spirits, to my ego. And uh, a few minutes later, the doctor that she was meeting walks in, and he's a completely gray-headed, like, 65-year-old man. <laughs> and I was like, how do I look like that guy? <laughs> like, he also just didn't look anything like me. Uh, and so uh, that's what I get for letting, you know, something so... Um, superficial feed my ego if you if you'd like to me right back down to earth if you'd like to help boost kyle's ego back you can follow him on twitter (laughs) you look you look like my cat um yeah i'm on twitter at kyle tucker underscore ath read his work on the athletic you can follow me on twitter at curtis birch b-u-r-c-h you can hear me on WLAP in Lexington at various times. You'll you'll find all the shows on my Twitter feed. Be sure to be following along with the show at Locked On UK. You can find us on Facebook. Just search Locked On Kentucky. Please rate, review, 
And then um, share, most importantly, with somebody else who wouldn't do it. If you got any comments, tweet them. Put them in the comment uh, sections on your iTunes or whichever whichever app you use to listen to podcasts so we can see what you think about the show. Thanks so much for listening to Locked on Kentucky. Thanks to Skyline Chili for sponsoring this edition of the show. And we will talk to you guys soon. Kentucky. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts locked on. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. I'll have to fix that. (laughs) (laughs) We were talking about that last night. You ready? You good?